You're listening to the Writer's Block, presented by Bud Select, with Benjamin Hockman, Derek Gould, and Ben Fredrickson, on the all-new 590 The Fan, 105.7 HD2 FM, and InsideSTL.com. Jump in, jump in, jump in, them boys up to something. They just spent like two or three weeks out the country. Them boys up to something, they just not just bluffing. You don't have to call, I hear my dance like Usher, ooh. I just found my tempo like on DJ Mustard. Woo. I hit that Ginobili with my left hand all like woo. Welcome back. This is Benjamin Hockman. You might know me from such websites as stltoday.com and Ben's Dallas page. <laughs> Alongside Chris Gardner and Brendan Schaefer, we are the Riders Block, presented by Bud Select. One of our co-hosts is Derek Gould. He covers the Cardinals, the main beat writer down there in Jupiter, Florida. So, Derek, uh, we are jealous. We're wearing coats here, kind of bundled up here in St. Louis. Uh, give us the uh, the scene out there. What is What does it look like in uh, Florida? Florida. Uh, the sun has emerged, uh, overcast a little bit today. Uh, there was a fog that kind of hung mm-hmm. over the uh, over the ballpark early on, but uh, at the time, ball the ball players started showing up for their informal workouts here. They uh, uh, the sun came out and pretty blue now. Um, was overcast for a lot of the day, but uh, yeah, it's lovely. Uh, same old, same old for the weather here. But uh, all the players pretty much come and gone by this point mm-hmm. but you get uh you get some guys cycling through on their bullpens oh through today lynn through today um you know just continue to get the uh kind of um independent study attention here as before uh before all the formal workouts begin well i guess the most important question then was or is was eugene Koo with O? yes Koo is back baby Coup is back. Here we go. All right. Uh, next question, uh, Matt Carpenter, first base. He outlasted the writer's block. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Who would have thought that? Oh, man. Um, so, yeah, Derek, you uh, you talked to Matt Carpenter. He took a lot of balls from Okendo. We saw the uh, saw the video yesterday. Can you, uh, can you share with the fans and the listeners uh, Matt Carpenter's mindset as he uh, approaches and prepares for first base? I thought it was interesting yesterday that he, you know, he kind of acknowledged or even kind of set the goal out there for himself saying, look, that that might be his best position. All things being equal, if if he's going to be at his best as a fielder, it probably is going to be first base. And he kind of went around the diamond a little bit and talked to talked about the different guys who, you know, could play third, could play second and how, you know, he was like, you know, no disrespect for myself, but you know, I'm not going to be the best fielder at second base that we have. If I'm playing there, that means that, you know, that's not our best defense out there. But at first base, he's like, I can I can make myself into the best defensive player there. Um, you know, he thinks athleticism and agility um, give him kind of an edge there. And, and he also made the point that, you know, that there's a real chance for this defense to improve, but a big part of it is, uh, um, you know, is – Having him at at first, having him ready to uh, to be reliable there. So uh, we we've debated a lot about what that means for Matt Adams, uh, assuming that Matt Carpenter is entrenched at first. But I guess a lot of that depends, Derek, on on if one of the two dudes at third base rises up and and stakes their claim on third. Uh, I guess the question would be: Is there still a possibility that at the end of all of this, the guy you just talked about learning first base ends up back at third base? I mean, it's always possible. That's kind of the wild card. Yeah. What does Matt Adams do? Um, and maybe it doesn't. Maybe it, it doesn't arrive on opening day, but maybe it's there in May. You know, and they they need somebody you know who can hit. And if Matt Adams is hitting, then you know he can 
he'd have to eclipse uh, Peralta and Jerko. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Um, there's a lot of optimism and, and even some intrigue as to what Matt Adams is going to come into spring training. He, he's significantly stronger with his core. He's slimmed down quite a bit. And I know Jim the Cat Hayes, um, one of the hosts there of the morning after, has tweeted out some photos um, sort of, you know, tongue-in-cheek referencing how a lot of players say best shape of their lives um, this time of year. But uh, but Matt Adams is definitely a guy who would uh, would qualify as meaning it. Um, he's just gone through a, a real significant alteration to all the work he's done and, and what he's bought into. And we'll see how that pays off on the ball field. And, and he'll have that chance to, to leapfrog those other guys and, and show that, you know, he gets playing time. And if, if he's going to get playing time, it's going to be at first. How about um, when you when you look at this new rule? For not it's not a rule yet, obviously, but the the idea of a new rule that uh, Jeff Passan wrote about. Uh, it's funny to hear people's responses to it. Uh, suggesting they're going to try it out in rookie ball levels in extra innings, starting in the tenth inning. If the game goes extra innings, the team that's up gets a player automatically on second base uh, mm-hmm. in efforts to accelerate the game. Um, what do you think about that? Um. What what is what am I allowed to say on the radio? Well, I mean, there, I like, think there's well, seven words you can't seven words you can't use. Don't say what Ben Fred would say. Yeah, that's how we kind of or just bleep right, yourself. Yeah, like, I'll, or I can dump it. I, I yeah, Brendan's know, ready, Derek. We, we, we'll do what we can. Yeah. All right. Well, are are all those seven words are they adjectives that roughly are the equivalent uh, of the f word? I uh, think there's, so. There are around. Yeah. 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 I mean, okay. Well, string those together. Okay. Mm-hmm. And add the per- word "stupid" at the end. All right. Would, would, um, okay. Uh, I got one. It's absurd. I I agree that it's absurd to do it after the ten in the right away in the tenth inning. But what about in the sixteenth inning? Still absurd. Can, why is you know that? one of the one of the problems with the NFL is like when is a catch a catch? A catch is different at the thirty yard line than it is at the end zone. When is when is a first down a first down? Is it where the ball? is when the guys tackle where the ball goes down. But wait, at the end zone, if it crosses the plane, even the little microscopic little bit of, of the plane, then it's a touchdown. Um, if you're in the air there, it's, an, it's a touchdown. If you're in the air back there, it's not a first down. It's basically, or Football has all these different rules, and, and as you know from covering the NBA, the NBA has a variety of rules too. It's not yeah. the same game at different spots of the court. Um, you have to have, you know, this, this you know, degree in basketball rules or football rules um to understand you know oh well they're in that part of the of the court so that's when this rule apply you know baseball has so many advantages over other sports uh you know and one of them is that it's always the same game yeah. no matter if it's the fourth inning or the fifth inning or the 16th inning or may 6th or august 12th or november 1st it's the same game and the rules don't change and you you want to see a really boring game? Put a runner at second base to start an inning. All right, but what about? And I'm with you. You're, you're making good points. Uh, the you could say the rules are the same. How many times do we talk about when an umpire has a different strike zone for one team and not the other, or a different strike zone, different games? Th- that's not the same, right? There's no consistency there. The umpires are different. The rules are the same. Okay. Okay. Uh, and I guess I guess my thought of saying of suggesting like a late late ending like a sixteenth one it seldom happens two is if we get to the point 
and this is just devil's advocate as we talk this out, if we get to the point where we're actually using position players as pitchers, I mean, which is more gimmicky, which is more ridiculous, having Aaron Miles pitch an inning or having the runner on second for both teams? Having the runner at second up for both teams. Okay. Because that's not baseball. The other, the other actually involves a baseball player doing a baseball thing. Yeah. This involves a, I don't even know. I mean, pl- play it out in your mind. If you're the manager of a team in the 16th inning and they put a runner at second, what are you going to do? Well, I mean, depends on who's up, I suppose. I mean, Gardner would definitely bunt. No. Well, no. well. All right. How many of the thirty managers would bunt the guy over? Yeah, that's 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 you said right there. Why I'm not on board at all. You, mm. you can make very valid points on everything else with it, but you say right there, and I'm like, nope, because yeah. you're just I mean, enabling you, that behavior. You win the game without a hit. You win the game with two productive outs. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. that's not baseball. People want to see that. People want to see a bunt and then a fielder's or forced out to ground the guy home or a wild pitch or something like that. Yeah. That's not ba- that that's counterproductive to what baseball wants to achieve. Baseball wants to make its game more exciting, more action, more balls in play, more drama, more more things happening. Um you want to make less things happen, put a runner at second base to start an inning. Plus if you do that, we're we're going to miss those stories like Larusa would tell after the fact when he uh double switched out a player and then uh Albert, the uh, who was it that was behind Pujols in that game? Jason was it, Mott. It was, um, so he took out the hitter. Not that I'm not scarred by that. Yeah, but that game, that, that lives on in lore. We want those types of stories <laughs> where Larusa learned his lesson about double switching out the hitter behind Pujols mm-hmm. and then watching him get walked every at bat in extra innings and then just that fans game haunts fuming. me. Yeah, it haunts everyone. Yeah, it's very, very much so. Now, what about the argument that, as as we talk this out? That um, in modern baseball, there's so many use we use they use so many relief pitchers, sometimes Mm -hmm. three or four in each inning to get through a nine inning game. I know you have to prepare for the possibility of the game going to extra innings, but I guess I just wonder for conversation's sake if because managers are using more pitchers more often that when you get to the 15th inning, it's it could be worse for your bullpen than it would have been if this had happened 20 years ago using all these pitchers and then trying to waste their arms, use their arms through the 15th, the 16th, the 17th. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I understand that, but that leaves you susceptible susceptible the next day. So you're softer for either that team you just played to finish out a series or for the next team coming in. Mm-hmm. And you have to always manage you know, or keep in mind that you're going to have to deal with the next day as well or how much weight, how much effort, how many arms are you going to throw into the importance of this one single game? Um, that's, 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 again, I go back to that. That's how baseball is played. And that, that adds, I mean, look, that question right there that you just presented or asked or that scenario offers far more drama than a runner starting the inning at second base, which saps any drama from it. What if they're I mean, sorry, you know, place. might as well have, I mean, why don't we put a goalpost in center field? And if an extra innings, somebody hits the ball through it, it's worth three more runs. Um, so it's like rock and jock baseball on yeah, MTV. Yeah. Right. Why don't we do that? Well, wh- why don't we have one league that has the pitchers hit and the other league doesn't? Dude, that's fun though. I mean, I, I don't know. That because stinks. There's an American league that wanted to spur more offense. And the National League 
had the votes to do it, but one of the guys who was going to vote for it went fishing instead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I remember that. Um, what about if they move the guy to first base instead of second base? Would that change any, your opinion at all or no? I think you know the answer. Yeah. All right, that's interesting. It was really interesting to watch Twitter last night because, uh, I mean, people were very staunch about their uh, their takes on it. We'll, we'll How about lead- they, uh, instead of uh, instead of having, um, you know, three – strikes and four balls how about in extra innings they go to three balls and two strikes it's like my slow pitch softball league in forest park recreational league softball the lowest form of sport right everybody <laughs> starts with a one one count yeah how about that in extra innings and then if you if you foul out with two strike or hit a foul ball with two strikes you're out do you think yeah. that there are do you think that there are managers Derek, that are as oppositely or think opposite as you right now they're thinking yes this is what i do want I'm sure because they can win. Okay. Okay. I'm sure they would love the chance to win. It's like the strike zone, right? Yeah. Um, you, I, I can go up to somebody who is a major league player on a major league roster and say, do you think they should move the strike zone up a couple inches to the top of the knee as opposed to the hollow of the knee? And the answer will tell me what position they play. Right. <laughs> right. You know? exactly. Hey, managers, do you have a far easier way to win uh, in extra innings, you know, because your job is based on winning, your next contract is based on winning. Would you like an easier opportunity to win, even if it's completely dull and boring and flies in the face of baseball tradition? They would go, wait a minute, what What about my contract? Right. But oh, doesn't yeah, the other team have the same opportunity? So? So, so... Yes, every it, team has the same opportunity if they start with nobody on base. Right, right, right. But I'm saying that apparently the the, the percentages say that if you got a guy on second, there's a better chance of you scoring. Mm-hmm. So right. So yeah, the manager would say, "Oh yeah, it leads to more wins, leads to my contract, etc." But then he's like, "Wait, now we also have the same chance of of losing as well, and they've got a runner on on second base. The other team does." No, I know, but they're going to play. I I understand what you're saying. They're going to play the odds on the better chance to win, especially if yeah. you're a home team. Right, right, right. I right. think I think think for me the bottom line is it it, it enables, engages bunting more. <laughs> so I'm going to be against it. Yeah, that's totally I, enables bunting. Yeah, I, I say for the guy first base. I still think. I mean, you're still going to have bunters then. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let me let me ask you this: How would stats work? Like, yeah, if, is that runner? Does he get credit for a run, even though he didn't start at home plate? He's he's halfway there. Um, does that count as a, a bat with a runner in scoring position? And how are we going to designate stats for that? Because, you know, you go into arbitration mm-hmm. and you go, right. well, you know, I got 112 RBIs, but uh, but 13 of those RBIs, maybe 13, but seven of those RBIs, three of those RBIs are in extra innings when the guy was already at second base. So all I had to do was ground out. Yeah, uh, you know the arbiter will be like, well, that those those count less, or do they count? Less? They'd have to have uh, uh, extra inning stats, a separate type of stats. For, yeah, lovely. Yeah, no, I mean, again, I'm not necessarily for it. I'm, we're talking this out, but I, I at least admire the idea of innovation. But as we talk it out, it yeah. might, it might probably, it probably won't work. Probably won't happen. There's, there's many ways to look at it. Um, Chris, we got something there? Yeah, I was going to ask uh, uh, another line of questioning here real quick, just with uh, rumors out there that uh, Jeffrey Loria is preparing to sell the Marlins, and yeah. the people are saying that, or at least the reports I've seen, are to say that he's saying it's going to be for about $1.6 billion. Yes, sir. If that's the case, 
What is the Cardinals' value? <laughs> oh, oh, they're uh, they're. Oh my goodness! Well, you have to take into account the ballpark in Miami, right, and the uh-huh. size of the market because of the TV deal that's coming their way. Um, so you have to take that into account. Um, now, the Cardinals, if they were to be sold today, they are on the verge of a billion-dollar television deal that also includes some ownership in the um, in the broadcast network that could lead to even more revenues. That that billion is the guarantee. One point one billion is the guarantee. So you would take that one point one. You would add the value of the ballpark um, and the breaks that they're getting there. Um, would Ballpark Village go with it? Yeah, I would think so. Oh man, you are. <laughs> I mean, you're you're you're. Uh, I mean, the, the number would boggle the mind. I mean, what the Dodgers went for two billion dollars, right? Mm-hmm. So you're. I mean, you're talking past that. Yeah. I mean, easily. You know. I mean, I. I don't. I mean, I don't claim to be. Uh, you know somebody who is able to kind of calculate in my head all that stuff um, or uh, or really uh, um, do it with a profound amount of, you know, understanding of economics. I, I didn't really do so well in Walter Johnson's Econ 10 class. Ah, the big train. But, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, the big train, guns and butters um, at Mizzou. But uh, the uh, – um, and, I, and I also don't really veer towards the Forbes with their formulas because – you know, today's a good example, right? I mean, what did yeah. the Forbes valuations have the uh, have the Marlins at? Was six hundred seventy-five, uh, Derek. What's that? Six six hundred seventy-five million twenty-ninth in baseball. How far off were they? A billion. One dollars. billion. <laughs> one one billion dollars. <laughs> you know, I mean, seriously. I mean, that that's sharks with lasers territory. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just. That tells you, I mean, Forbes uses a formula to come up with their numbers, um, whereas, you know, the access to actual books and actual revenue is limited to uh, a few court cases and things that you can suss out from uh, from things where, where teams have to go and ask for help, um, you know, for tax breaks and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I, I don't know the formulas, but I know that that's an example of how way wrong they could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's mind-boggling. Um, I mean, I remember when I was a kid, I was all, I would think, man, if I, it's, and this is probable, of course, if I just win the lottery, I could buy like a percentage of a of a major league team. You know, now if you win a hundred million dollars in the lottery, that what that doesn't get you much of the team. You know, when you're a kid, you're like, oh, I could buy half the team or I could buy the whole team. And it's just funny to think that in this generation I mean that doesn't even give you a left fielder. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It doesn't pay your expansion fee for a soccer team either. Right. No, right. 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 But you can you know, but there is part of the Dodgers up for sale if you're interested. Oh. Well I do like Chavez Ravine. All right. Well, I'm gonna go buy a ticket. We'll buy a lottery ticket. All right, uh, Derek, this is good stuff, fun debate as always, and we will, well, I, I suppose we'll hear from you tomorrow on the final show. I don't yeah, know for sure we will. Yeah. Are you going to be able to talk tomorrow? Yep, I'll be joining you guys from, uh, but I won't be in Na- in, uh, in Jupiter. I will be in Nashville tomorrow. Oh, cool. All right. Nash, Vegas. Uh, that'll be fun to talk to you and kind of emotional as well, and we know you get emotional. We'll talk about, his emo- we'll we'll talk talk about, about your emotions, emotions of yeah. the last show. Uh, we have my takeaways for the show. Takeaways. Yeah. Takeaways on the writer's and block. emotions tomorrow. Yeah. 
Looking forward to it. Uh, have fun in hey, Jupiter. Hey, but tomorrow, with it being our last show, are we just all going to start in the second hour? <laughs> I, I see what you Make did Make my there. job easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that sounds good. Let's just do that. We'll call okay. you at 1 o'clock. Yeah. Okay. 1 o'clock. All right. That's Derek Gould, Cardinals beat writer for the Post-Dispatch, co-host of this show, joining us here on the uh, the phone lines. Interesting stuff indeed. Chris, uh, should we take a break? We shall. All right. Let's take one break. If I'm reading this right, we're going to play a Jew like me. Yep. Yep. I'm kind of excited if only to hear the theme song. Next on the Riders Block, which is my Bud Select. I'll need 590 The Fan, 1057HE2 and InsideSTL.com.